I think that faith and living a more holistic life go hand in hand, right? I mean, God created our bodies and we are given incredible wisdom to make the proper choices for ourselves. And there is a balance to all of it. Today, I'm going to be talking to someone who is all about living a more holistic life. Her name is Alexandria Yu. She is a registered nurse with many years of experience in the clinical research industry. Her passion for holistic health led her to the launch of her holistic healing podcast. Alexandra's mission is to encourage Christian women to seek God's wisdom first for their health and life so that they can experience true lasting healing that will allow them to have a greater eternal impact in their homes and communities. Alexandra is a wife and mom of three children. She loves to read, work out, travel, play the piano, and has a passion for helping at-risk children. I don't know about you, but I am ready to dive into this interview. Let's go meet Alexandra. Welcome to Reps and Redemption. What would your life look like if you started to prioritize your health and your faith? Have you been up late at night Googling healthy grocery lists, upper body workouts, or quiet time with God ideas? Hey there, I'm Ashley Harvey, college athlete, Jesus follower, now wife and stay-at-home mom of three daughters. In this podcast, you will be motivated to build your physical strength, increase in biblical wisdom, and utilize tactical health tips. If you're ready to be a part of a like-minded community of moms who want to be bold in their faith and live well, you're in the right place. Grab an iced coffee or a Celsius and head to the gym. Let's dive in. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Reps and Redemption. I am here with Alexandra Yu. I know I gave you a little synopsis of who she is and her life. And hey there, Alexandra. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me, Ashley. You are so welcome. Why don't you, I know I talked about you for a little bit in the intro, but why don't you tell us like, where are you at? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I was a nurse for a short time and then I started to have some health issues. And so I started looking into natural remedies to heal my body and I just kind of fell in love with it. I just, I I kind of had this light bulb moment where I was like, I, these, these natural remedies work so well because God created them, you know, they're Mm -hmm. just so powerful and they're, they're so complex. And yet I feel like they're so simple too, because they're just like simple foods or essential oils or herbs. And then um, I think just this past year, God showed me, Hey, you know, I created all these natural remedies, but remember that I'm your healer. So he kind of connected all the dots for me and showed me that it's really important to look at um, all aspects of our health. We, I think we should be looking at spiritual, mental, environmental, just all different aspects of our health, because I feel like there can be so many root causes for our symptoms. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of where I'm at now. And that's, that's why I feel like God led me to start my podcast, because I feel like so many people, there's so many health people out there, and they're amazing, and they're great. And I respect them. But I think what is missing a lot of times is people just kind of they don't include God in the picture. And I really felt like, you know, God is our healer and natural remedy- remedies came from God. And God is really the one that can give us the wisdom on how to heal our bodies. Wow. Yeah, that's great. And I don't think 
we think of that often because quickly, you know, and from my past, I would just, you know, throw a Tylenol on it or, or, you know, take, you know, really quick uh, set of antibiotics for whatever it is. And I do think those things have their place. And I am definitely for, you know, knowing what you should do and what you having the information at hand. And I think you're right. We're really missing that holistic piece and that these things are what God created and what he made. And I wanted to ask you because you were led to being an RN and then you kind of took this holistic path and this holistic approach just for self-healing. And what were the, did you see any conflicts there when you approached like nursing practices or was it more, were you more like doing a lot of research and seeing a lot of errors with medicinal support and trying to find holistic ways of healing instead? And did you, were you allowed to apply those? You know, I was, I was only a nurse for a year, but I do know that it's interesting because things like essential oils, they're slowly being integrated into some hospitals, but some people are, are super hesitant about that. I think, well, I think it's a number of things that pushed me into more of a holistic approach. I read this book that um, talked about the toxins in our world and in our foods. And so that was the first, that was kind of my introduction to it. But then one of uh, a really close family member was diagnosed with diabetes. And I went to the appointment with, with him. And I think this happened before I was a nurse. And I asked the doctor if he changes his diet, if he works out, will he be able to come off of these medications? And the doctor was like, nope, he's going to, he's going to live like this forever. And I just, I didn't like that answer, you know? So I I just started doing my own research. And then I just found this book that talked about healing diabetes naturally. And my family member was not interested, which, you know, which is totally fine. Everyone has their own decision to make, but I, I think that was like my aha moment, like, oh, wow, people are actually working on their health with food and, and exercise and, and I mean, even in the medical community now, m- most people, you know, believe that when we, I mean, it depends, depending on the, the ailment that we can definitely make a huge difference with food and diet. So I think it, it definitely depends on, I guess, what, well, as far as integrative medicine and functional medicine, they definitely bring the holistic aspect. But I think when it comes to the hospital setting, some people are really hesitant. So I think it's, it is it is difficult to try to bring in these holistic practices a lot of times. Right. And I think there is that fear of the unknown. And you have like a huge place, a huge company saying, you know, take this, you'll feel better. This will go away. But what a lot of us and a lot of people don't understand is it's, it's treating the symptom. It's not actually treating the root cause and like you said, with functional medicine and integrated medicine, those would be a good place to start, right? If someone was trying to find a holistic solution to an ailment that they have, is that what you would suggest? Well, yeah, I first, I would suggest seeking God's wisdom, you know, just asking him like, what do you think? And even when you find, if you're looking for a functional practitioner or an integrative, even you know, ask God, like, what do you think about this practitioner? Because I think a lot, I think 
a lot of people just kind of follow whatever doctor, you know, whatever the doctor says, they follow that doctor. But I've, I've just been learning that God really wants to be with us on a very personal level. So we can ask him those questions. I think in the church, we're really good about asking for healing, but we're not, we kind of forget about asking him along in the process, like in each, in each step. And even before we see the doctor, we say yes to the procedure. I think a lot of times we forget to ask him for his advice. And I think that's really important. Wow. That's pretty powerful. I've actually, I've never thought about it like that. And yeah, like God being in part of the process with us because he created our bodies. He knows our bodies better than we do, better than the doctor does. And he might have something in mind before we start going forward through, like you say, the procedure or listening to all the prescriptions, perhaps he wants us to have faith and try something a little different. And, or perhaps he wants us to go with that doctor. We're not going to know unless we meet with him and we, we ask him what he thinks, right? That's, that's amazing. I love what you just said there. That was incredible. So I wanted to ask you, my next question was for you, Alexandra, is what does it mean to live a holistic lifestyle? Right. So like I was saying before, I think it's, well, we can talk about this when it comes to our health, but when it comes to anything, I think, like I said, it's important to, to keep asking God for wisdom on, on everything. And then there's the physical aspect. Um, We need to be sleeping enough, resting enough, taking a Sabbath or a mini Sabbath, or, you know, just resting. We don't have to be legalistic about taking a certain day off to rest all the time. Right. It's paying attention to our environment. I think the air quality around us really matters. Um, also our social health, our social health can have huge aspects for our health. If we're hanging around people that are bad influences that can really affect our lives on so many levels. I did, uh, like a really deep dive into the Bible this past year. And I really saw how, Israelites, they strayed so much from God over and over again. And you can see it's because of the the people that they surrounded them with. God told them, you know, don't, don't worship their idols. Don't marry their people because they don't know me. And I could just reading through the old Testament, you can really see how they kept straying from God. And the beautiful thing is that God kept accepting them. But when, but we just have to remember that, the, the people that we surround ourselves just can have a huge influence. There's a verse that says, what is it? Um, bad company corrupts good morals. Mm. And that's, that just, so like I was saying, um, some people say that the five people that you hang around with the most, that's the kind of person that you will be. So if we're going to bring this to a, a health level, if you're hanging out with people that, that just drink all the time or that, they just indulge in so many things. You you might be more prone to go down that path too. So I think that's important. Um, so yeah, I think keeping all of those things and more in mind, it has to do with living a holistic lifestyle. Right. Wow. And and true as stay at home moms, as moms, you know, listening to this show, I think that applies. And maybe we're not hanging out with people that are, you know, partying like back in the day, (laughs) but maybe it's, 
you know, people without the mindset of health, like if they're Definitely. really not living a healthy lifestyle or um, just a lot of complaining, because let's face it, being a mom can be hard. So if we're feeding right. that and we're, we're like just constantly like, woe is me attitude or this victim mentality, it kind of breed, keeps breeding itself. And so that would be something to really consider and surrounding yourself with godly people, imperfectly, <laughs> you know, imperfect godly people, but then also those who have an interest in caring for their, their own spiritual walk, their own, their own faith, their own health, and then also caring for their families, even when it does get challenging. Right. Right. So mm -hmm. that's really interesting because when we think like, when I asked you holistic lifestyle, I thought, oh, you know, we, you were going to just talk about food and stuff. I never, <laughs> I never would really consider like, who are we surrounding ourselves with? And this actually can apply to, okay, maybe we're not physically surrounded by people, but maybe it's the apps we have on our phone or the Instagram accounts that we follow. And maybe these are feeding our fears. And we're just like these big balls of stress because we continue to consume other people's content. And that is not living a holistic lifestyle either. Right. So I really thank you so much for pointing that out. And my next, you kind of answered my, my next questions, you know, a little bit with, I wanted to ask you, like, how can we as women, as moms seek God for wisdom about our health? And I know you, you said a couple times to ask him. So would you say one of the first things we would do is just meet the Lord in prayer? Yes. And when we ask him, ask with faith, um, James one, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all. And then skipping down to verse seven, it says that, or I'm sorry, verse six, but let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. So I've, God wants us to come to him with faith as a child, just realizing that we can ask him for wisdom and he wants, he wants to give him that wisdom. If you remember King Solomon, um, God loved that Solomon didn't ask for riches or anything like that first. He actually asked for wisdom and God rewarded him for that. And he, he eventually gave him riches, but <laughs> the, right. point, the point is, is that um, we can ask him for wisdom and he'll and he and he responds in in various ways through other people or through even a dream or things that we see and but i think the important thing is to is to definitely ask there's another passage that comes to mind if you think about Joshua in the bible i was re researching on Joshua and i found that a lot of people think that he's this amazing man of faith, right? Great warrior. But if you look in Joshua nine, verse 14, it says, so the men took some of their provisions, but did not ask counsel from the Lord. And if you read all of Joshua chapter nine, you'll find that Joshua was actually deceived by the Gibeonites. And when I read this, I was surprised because I thought, man, I thought this guy had it all together and everything, <laughs> but you'll see that um, the verse says he did not ask counsel from the Lord. And then, so he was deceived. So I feel like sometimes we, as Christians, we think that God's just going to stop us from making a mistake, you know, but unfortunately that's not always true. If we're not walking closely with him, we can easily be deceived. So I think it's so important when it comes to our health or anything 
to ask him for that counsel and always stay close to him. That's that's great. I love your response to that. And I think it's true. Like we really need to consider the steps that we take. And when we take the time to consider, it does slow us down instead of, because I, I do think as moms, we can tend to make decisions quite quickly without maybe <laughs> meeting with the Lord or praying about it or going to the word. And I, th- I do think that has its place in, in all aspects of our life, especially as a mom who cares for younger kids and a household. And we really need to keep that in mind. So I wanted to ask you, you know, during your clinical research days, what did women struggle with the most? And did you see any patterns of anything that really stood out to you? Yeah, when you sent me this question um, to just prepare for the interview, I immediately thought of, well, a a lot of the patients that I saw, um, I didn't see patients um, during clinical research, research, I didn't see them in person, but I saw them on paper. And a lot of them were really sick already. And a lot of them were older. And some of them just had a list of like 50 medications. And I just felt like, so my, my job in clinical research is to look at drug safety issues. And I just felt like, how can we identify, identify what the drug safety issues are when this person is taking 50 medications, you know, five, five, zero, 50 medications. How can we tell which drugs are doing what, like we have the drug labels and we have all that, but can, can we really know what's going on with this patient when there's just so many things going on? So I think, like you said, I think that modern medicine has its place, but when we just fill ourselves with all these things that can definitely be an issue because that, you know, an older person can suffer from, from mental health issues and they can um, become lethargic or they can just so many side effects can happen. And I think that that is a huge problem with a lot of, well, at least a lot of the older population, just taking so many medications and being on so many treatments and not trying to to change their diet at all. And I think, unfortunately, that's an issue with our medical system as well. When you go to the hospital, they don't necessarily give you healthy food, right? That my, I just remember my aunt being in the hospital. She just had her Coke and her desserts and like her pastas and everything was like processed. And I'm just thinking to myself, how is she ever going to get better? You know, cause she's, she's eating all this junk food. And unfortunately, when you go to the hospital, that's, that's what they have for you to eat. I know that's really mind blowing. Cause you, you would think it would be like a highly nutritious, not processed, balanced meal. And it's likely not, <laughs> but I think too, that's where it comes in, where we do need to ask God for wisdom, but also taking the action of doing our own research. Right. And right. like you, you've done research for a long time. And like you said, you were looking at those, those trials and things, and how can you tell what's going on when this person is on 50 different medications and how is their body going to process that long-term? Likely it's not. And that's the sad case for many people. And I think if we really considered that, like you said earlier in our interview, 
that God created us and our bodies and we can trust him to show us the answers, but then we also have to take the action in faith of finding the answers. Would you agree? Definitely. Yeah. I we're called to take ash action and not worry about the outcome. You know, as I was saying before, go to God, ask him with faith and ask him for healing as well. There's so many, there's so many stories in the new Testament where Jesus praised people for their faith and they were healed. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that God heals everyone that way, but it's just so important to come with, come to him with that huge faith. There's a story in second Kings chapter five with King Naaman. This is to answer your question about taking action. Naaman, I think he had leprosy and he was told a prophet told him to dip in the Jordan seven times, but he didn't want to do that. He was like, there are so many other better bodies of water. And why do I have to do this? I think he wanted it quick and easy. And so he walked away in a rage, but then someone came after him and he said, he said, Naaman, why won't you do this? You know, don't you want to get better? He said something like that. I'm paraphrasing. So eventually Naaman, he got in the water, he dipped in the Jordan seven times and he was healed. So I think a lot of times, sometimes we do know what to do, but we just, we don't do it because we think it's too hard or it won't help us. So I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. We need to, we need to be taking action because God is not, God does heal people, some people in an instant, or he does provide a breakthrough, whatever that is that we're looking for at the time. But often he wants to walk beside us as we take that step of faith, just, you know, take one step in the right direction, take that action so that we can get better. Wow. Yeah. And I, I do, I love that part in scripture about Naaman. Was it Elisha that was the prophet that told him that? I, I think it was Elisha. I might be, I might be wrong. My, my husband would definitely know. Um, <laughs> but I think that is also an example of, you know, I, the guy, the guy said, well, if he would have asked you to do this, this, and this, these really hard, difficult things, you would have done it, but you just need to do this simple thing you know, seven times dipping yourself in the water, we can overcomplicate things. Right. We, we might think we need to overcomplicate them when we really don't need to do that. So that's an incredible point of view right there. And then, okay, so I'm going to ask you, this is our last question because we're running out of time. <laughs> I see my time slot on the, on the top of the screen. So here's my last question for you. What is one of your favorite holistic remedies for the flu and cold season? I love this. I don't know if you're into essential oils, but I love this blend called On Guard. It has clove and cinnamon and wild orange and eucalyptus, just really powerful oils that can boost your immune system. So I like to take them in a veggie capsule. I take anywhere from one to four drops. And if you're, if you have littles, you can, um, put some on their feet, you can use like a quarter size amount of carrier oil, like coconut oil, or just any kind of cooking oil and put just a drop and rub it on their feet. It will really help boost their immune system. I love doing that. I also love elderberry syrup. I don't know if you've tried that. Oh, I love on guard and elderberry syrup. Those are, okay. <laughs> those are up there with little silver for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, uh-huh. those are great. I love elderberry syrup. So Okay, we are going to wrap up the show. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your time here and teaching us about 
everything you've learned, being an RN, and then just down your path of holistic health, where can everyone find you? Do you have, you have your own show? I know. So mention that and let everyone know where they can find Alexandra you. So the name of my podcast is Her Holistic Healing. And you can also find me at herholistichealing.com. That's my website. Um, I, yeah. And I would just love to connect with you guys. Thanks so much for having me, Ashley. This is so much fun. Thank you so much. I'm going to put some links for Alexandra where you guys can find her in the show notes. And let me ask you one more question. Will you come back in 2023 and chat with us again? Sure. I would love to. That would be so much fun. (laughs) Hey girl, we're going to set it up. Have a great week. Thank you. You too. If this episode motivated, inspired, or challenged you, will you share with a friend? I would be so grateful if you could leave Reps and Redemption an Apple podcast review. This is the only way I know you like the show. Please join the Facebook group for accountability and community. Link in the show notes. Be bold, mama, and live well. Until next time.